Hello, I'm Ian. Welcome to Creator Coco. This podcast helps you become a better creator by helping you learn from what other creators have already figured out. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us a tweet at Creator Coco. That's Creator and then C O C O A. In this episode, I go through a summary and analysis of The Everything Store by Brad Stone. It's a story of Jeff Bezos and how he built Amazon into the company we know today. I hope you learned something that helps you become a better creator. This episode was brought to you by Fictionista. Fictionista is an app for writing where new sentences, storylines and characters can be magically suggested to you as you write using the power of artificial intelligence. With Fictionista, it's easier than ever to create new worlds and write that story you've always wanted to write. No more writer's block. You can download Fictionista from the App Store or the Play Store or go to fictionista.club. That's fictionista.club. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about a book called The Everything Store. Uh, this is a book I read a while back that I've been wanting to talk about for some time now. Uh, I think it was a very interesting book and it gives you a lot of insights into one of the most secretive companies uh, in the world, which is Amazon. However, the author of this book called Brad Stone was able to pull it off. And uh, if I was to give you a short summary of the book, uh, it's, it's the closest biographical documentation of the unprecedented rise of Amazon as an online retail store with almost an infinite amount of choice. It's based on over 300 interviews with current and former Amazon employees and executives, family members of the founder, and the hard facts available to the public. So we can begin with the founding of Amazon. This was the beginning of the empire. Uh, And at 29, Jeff Bezos quit his lucrative job at a multinational investment management firm. And his next move was to join the internet boom, one way or another. He wanted to focus on the internet because he figured that there are tons of opportunities available on the internet. And this is going to be the next big thing. So how did he decide to do that? By starting an online bookstore. Amazon, though, was never going to stay an online bookstore. As Bezos learned about the internet and its potential, the idea of an everything store came to mind. And after a lot of research and planning, Bezos decided that books were a perfect starting point. The the initial dream or goal was to stock more books than any other publisher. And therefore, Amazon was born. Uh, It was a startup that was boasting this difference now from other companies. And while Bezos was trying to figure out how to join the business world of the internet, he came up with a something called a regret minimization framework. Uh, In the first chapter of the book, this is something that he's spoken about, and it kind of goes like this. At 80, he wouldn't think about the nuances of walking away from his job, but he knew that he would regret not participating in the internet, a thing which would be a revolutionary event. And this mindset uh, explains his decision to join the the, the internet, and, and, and it was a very easy decision for him to make at that point. So uh, why did Bezos start with books? Well, he describes them as pure commodities. A book on one store was identical to a book in another, so the customer always knows what they're getting. Books were an easy way to establish good customer satisfaction. They were also a gateway to what Bezos always wanted Amazon to be, an everything store. Books could capture the essence of a massive product range while catering to niche markets at the same time. 
And even better, there were only two book distributors at the time, and this meant that the retailer would not need to approach uh, like a ton of book publishers in order, in order to get all these books um, listed on the website. On top of that, there were over 3 million books in print worldwide at the time, and that was far more than any other retailer could stock. So if you had a brick and mortar stock, and at the time it was Barnes & Noble, um, it wasn't possible for them to stock all those books at the same time, but on a website, it was possible to list a ton of books and allow customers to be able to find them. Once the bookstore aspect of Amazon became successful, Bezos set his sights on other products, all in the hopes of finally creating an everything store. He planned a growth structure that would lead him closer to his dream. Following their growth period, Amazon introduced an on-site application called Similarities. This app created customer recommendations based on their buying habits. Similarities created happier customers and more revenues because you're able to get things on the website recommended to you which are more relevant to what you might need. And while Amazon wasn't profitable at first, it grew fast. The Amazon team recognized the potential of eBay at that time. It was also a new kind of website and they tried to hash out a deal, but it didn't work. Amazon got an idea from that, which was the one click process. And this was a process that would allow customers to buy products in one click. It made Amazon's goals of customer satisfaction and quick sales easier to reach. While Amazon grew exponentially in the late 1990s, they weren't safe from the dot-com bust. Thanks to Y2K concerns and the inconsistent stock market, many online companies crashed. The economy also began declining. But in the height of the recession and the dot-com bust, Amazon survived. They were able to sell several convertible bonds worth about $672 million to investors. Bezos also restructured Amazon to follow the models of other successful companies, Walmart and Costco YA's um, inspirations. He collaborated with Toys R Us to increase its customer base instead of annexing them. Further, Amazon's new motto became frugality, with cutting all possible costs becoming a top priority. As a result, Amazon stopped all its marketing campaigns. They believed their products should speak for themselves, and one way Amazon did this was by slashing prices. Low prices became their new marketing strategy. It worked, resulting in an ever-growing customer base. One product that particularly helped was the Harry Potter books. Bezos sold them at discounted rates despite the company incurring losses. The success of discounting prices became a long-standing growth strategy at Amazon. Cutting costs and lowering prices weren't the only thing that kept Amazon afloat though. Bezos's work ethic and intolerance for incompetence are well known. So is his ruthless, relentless nature. And this nature is what allowed him to strive for success no matter the cost, similar to Steve Jobs. Thanks to this formidable need to succeed, Bezos managed to keep his company going. One of the ways he did this was through what he called chaos theory. So let's talk about chaos theory. So once the dot-com bust passed, Amazon began to venture into new categories, but thanks to the get big fast ideal, Amazon struggled with collaboration issues. Many employees suggested more meetings were necessary to fix the issues at hand, but Bezos disagreed. He believes that communication is a defect in companies. Leadership, according to Bezos, should be determining ways to communicate less, not more. This would result in employees organically understanding their requirements and roles. As a result, Amazon relied on software to increase efficiency across the board, including in their warehouses. The idea wasn't to quit distribution, but to reinvent it. 
Amazon's internal ethos mirrors that of Jeff. Many of his own values are instilled within the company. For example, he banned PowerPoint presentations. Instead, Bezos encourages people to write down and use narratives when giving presentations. A core belief within Amazon is impeccable customer service. This was achieved, and as a result, Amazon was seen as a combination of Walmart and Nordstrom. But customer satisfaction is never ending, hence the quick introduction and development of Prime. If you don't know what Prime is, it started as an expedited shipping option. This way, customers could get their products quickly, albeit at a slightly higher price. Bezos and Amazon didn't only strive to make things easier for customers though. With the increased product range came more merchants and that was a new category of customers technically. So Amazon introduced a service called Fulfillment. This allowed merchants to store their product in Amazon warehouses. And this allowed Amazon to handle storage and shipping that would go out to their customers eventually. Amazon has always fought to be a formidable force in the retail sector, but being a retailer has always been an afterthought to Bezos. But despite its success as an internet phenomena, it's often considered just a retailer. It's seen as second to technology giants like Google and eBay. Bezos, though, always insisted that Amazon was an e-commerce company that paved the way for technological advancement. Throughout its growth, Amazon introduced various features and services that back up its core belief. The service Mechanical Talk, which was launched in 2005, is a prime example. It is a crowdsourcing website under Amazon. Mechanical Talk is for businesses wanting to hire remote workers to perform tasks computers can't. Additionally, Amazon's search inside the book feature was a game changer. This futuristic feature gave customers a short preview of the book on Amazon's website, allowing them to flip through, giving customers a real-life experience. Toys R Us took Amazon to federal court over exclusivity rights on the website. They wanted an exclusive section on Amazon, which also sold toys and products from other popular toy companies. While Amazon refused, the company still had to fork out $51 million to settle the lawsuit. To overcome hurdles and stay ahead, Bezos devoured several education books, most focusing on running businesses and being an entrepreneur. He applied everything he learned to Amazon, insisting it had lesser margins and thereby continued to catch the attention of competitors. Despite moving away from selling books and achieving Bezos' dream of having an everything store, Amazon continued to focus on books. Books were the reason for Amazon's initial success, so it would be odd for them to set them by the wayside. But Bezos recognized that there was a potential new market regarding books and reading. He noted that the niche ebook market hadn't been tapped yet. Bezos was also still in the fight to prove that Amazon was a tech company, so he and his executives began working on the Fiona project, a project that would help customers read ebooks on the move. During this time, Amazon was renegotiating deals with publishers for the betterment of both parties. Cue the Kindle. These negotiations allowed Amazon to introduce the Kindle, codenamed Fiona, to publishers. However, they weren't impressed by it. The first impression showed a lack of design and color, and it had a host of technical issues. But Bezos pushed through. He recognized that ebooks were inherently a cannibalization of Amazon's ebook business, but he knew that's where the future was heading. Despite the glitches, the Fiona project sped up, especially after the introduction of iTunes and the Apple iPod. 
Bezos would rather cannibalize his own products than allow competitors like Apple and Google to do it for him. The Kindle was much improved with several changes and fixes and was finally unveiled into the world. It cost $3.99 and is marketed as the perfect new tool for readers. Despite some personal issues, Bezos and Amazon continue to thrive and succeed. He and his company are famous for their confrontational natures. This is all thanks to Bezos' belief that the best ideas happen when they're banged against each other, even when it's violent. Because of this nature, however, the work environment within Amazon is not for everyone. While some employees thrive in this high-pressure atmosphere, many don't. Several employees have complained about the highly volatile atmosphere, but many others have praised it. Some even state they love the various opportunities to learn. Unfortunately, unhappy employees also found it combative to leave the company. In its quest to trump competition, Amazon wasn't above threatening legal action against employees who left to work for a competitor. While the harsh environment resulted in an exodus of employees, it never seems to hurt Amazon. While he is ruthless and relentless, Bezos is also known to have a compassionate side. From a young age, he understood the value of kindness, especially after his grandfather stated that it would be much harder to be clever than to be kind. However, thanks to this need for success, Bezos has always looked towards the stars, both metaphorically and physically. As he grew older, Bezos became more and more interested in space exploration. As a result of this passion, he established another company, Blue Origin, which focuses on space research. While Blue Origin was established during a time of financial struggles, Bezos didn't put his passion to rest. He continued hiring new people because Amazon taught him that persistence and patience could change the game and lead to success. Bezos's goal of an everything store has, without a doubt, been achieved. Many consider Bezos a genius from a young age and recognize his ambitious outlook on life. His nature allowed Amazon to get where it has gotten today. Bezos believed that online shopping shouldn't be an inconvenience and he instilled many of his core beliefs into the business, from frugality to his outlook toward competitive business. Throughout Amazon's rise, Bezos managed to usurp as much competition as he could. He did so through various means, from cutting prices to buying out companies. No matter what the company sold, Amazon could do it better from online apparel stores to websites selling baby items. Bezos focused on creating an effective shopping and delivery experience. They streamlined their distribution services and made their website as user-friendly as possible. They also created new bots and software to better ex- They also created new bots and software to better the experience for all. One is their one-click process. But Bezos also recognized the need to grow and evolve. Despite Amazon starting as a bookstore, he knew customers were becoming more tech-dependent. And that's a summary and analysis of the book The Everything Store by Brad Stone. I hope you enjoyed this, and I'll see you in the next pod. Bye-bye.